What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of this podcast, Warrior Weekly. I am your host, Max Coglin. It's just a one-man show once again today, but we have a lot of things to talk about and a lot of wild things to talk about, actually, with uh, regarding football and last week against Carney and uh, just a lot of different things that you probably will never see again in your life uh, watching football. But uh, first, we're going to talk about volleyball because that is a big-time topic here. Volleyball won the Lincoln High Tournament in Lincoln this past weekend, so congrats to them. And they have two regular, uh, I guess I should say, two just regular season games, and then they have the Warrior Invite, which is next week. But uh, the volleyball team will be taking on Elkhorn South and then Waverly, both away games, next week, which I guess will be now this week as it's Sunday right now. But uh, volleyball really coming into the close of their season as they're having a phenomenal season so far and really looking to, as of right now, they will be hosting a district tournament, which will be exactly what they need because they play a lot better at home in my opinion so it'll be a big time step up for them if they can host the district and then it'll put them big time big time placement in the state tournament which they made it to last year for the first time since 2002 I believe and so that's it so far volleyball is heading in the right direction in the end of the season as two games left in the regular season and then they have the Warrior invite on Friday and Saturday and now we talk about football. Football is a big-time conversation as it was probably the wildest thing you will probably ever see watching a football game because I know, it, for me, it was the most wild thing I have ever seen watching a football game and broadcasting a football game. I know Ross Jernstrom uh, can vouch for me on that because it was something he's never seen in his 44 years of uh, covering high school and college football. He has never seen this happen. So I'll run this down through. If you guys do not know what happened, but if you were watching on Word Television, if you were watching me and Ross, you know the entire thing of what happened. If you were catching on Twitter on Friday night, you know everything that happened. But for any reason that you were not paying attention on Friday night, uh, a big time thing that happened was the game at Westside when uh, we were at we were at Westside, we were playing Carney. The game got moved to Papillion La Vista South in the third quarter with 10 minutes and 30 seconds remaining, and it was one of the wildest things I've ever seen, like I already mentioned many times. But really what happened was, so Westside was leading 21-7. to It was, Westside really had all hands on the game. They were playing, in my opinion, some of the best football they've ever played. Jamez Ross back in the lineup after an ankle injury last week. And so Westside playing as good as they ever have been this season. And the game was stopped. It was just completely stopped. It was, it was either a first or second down. Westside had the ball, I believe. And athletic director Tom Kirkman, uh, principal Jay Dossel came out. Officer Kilgore, who's the resource officer at Westside, he came out on the field and on the uh, 50 yard, 50, 40 yard line, and it was just completely stopped. And I, just being me, not having any information on what happened, and neither does the uh, PA announcer. He no, has no information on what happened. And so we're all like, okay, so what's really going on here? I, in my honest opinion, before I knew anything that happened, I thought something happened outside of the school because then more police officers start, started coming onto the field. And so I'm like, okay, this may not be a good situation and we may have something more than just something small. But I tried to uh, not really get too out of my head while talking on the broadcast. But 
it turns out that there was a electrical fire or issue in the bathroom near the concession stand. So that is what happened. There was a, I believe it was a transformer that blew and they needed to turn off all the lights that which included the field lights because they just needed needed to turn off all power in the school just so that it wouldn't the transformer wouldn't actually explode and that it would, it would cause just an a crazy of I don't even want to get there because that would just blow up a lot of things and so they made they made the announcement the games moving to Papio South and everybody is getting out of there as fast as they can and the big thing for West Side is they don't have any buses there because there were all the players were already there they drive their own cars. Carney has a bus though, so they got there perfectly fine, but Westside players all had to take their exactly their own cars. So I I was talking to Jamez Ross and Anthony Rizek in our Time Forty Two Player of the Game interview and they have never experienced something like that. They've never taken their car middle of the game to another field while they're in the middle of a game with ten minutes left in the third quarter. So it was a new situation for basically every football player there and even for the Carney players that um, they had to travel two hours east to play west side, and then they have to go all the way back out to Papio South, which is probably the farthest place that you could go from west side to play a football game in, in the middle of the game. Like, there's many other fields closer, but Papio South was the only one that was not being used as they both played the night before. So, it was a wild turn of events. I got to Papio South as fast as I could because we weren't able to bring all of our uh, WTV live equipment, so I had to just live tweet the rest of the game, and it was just a crazy game. Westside ended up winning 42-14. Uh, to 14. It was a big-time game for Westside, and it was a big-time step-up for them as they took the loss to North Platte the week before, and they advanced the record to 6-1, and one, as now Westside plays just five days later, and now four days now is Westside plays Millard South at home. So hopefully, fingers crossed, no Transformers blow, and we can play the entirety of the game at Westside, but... Uh, it'll be Westside doesn't have that much time to prepare, but I was talking to Coach Paul Amanji. He said they're just going to be doing the exact same things they've been doing. They're not going to change anything up. They're going to have the exact same intensity that they had been having all year long, and they're going to treat it like another game. And then I was talking to Anthony Rizak, and Miller South is a team that's been kind of shaky this year. They were one of the top teams in the state last year, but this year they're four, coming into this game now four and three. They got their uh, starting quarterback Cam Camden Kojel back. So they're a team that's really starting to pick back up as where they left off at because they didn't have him, Cam Kojel, because he was with the USA baseball team. So he's back in the lineup. He They are back with their fully healthy team. Uh, Brock Murtaugh, one of the best players on their team. He's a linebacker and a wide receiver. And uh, they're going to be a power uh, power threat for Westside as they come into Westside on a Thursday night. So it's not a Friday night. So we'll have to see how packed this uh, Phelps Field will get. But... Um, it's going to be a big time challenge for Westside as now they're still number two in the wild card spot. So as of right now, Westside would be the number two seed in the state playoffs, but that could always change as uh, Westside now in two weeks uh, goes to Lincoln Northeast for the last game of the season as Lincoln Northeast wouldn't really get them that many points as they're dead last in wild card points. But nonetheless, Miller South will be a big time game for Westside as if they could pick the bit, uh, a win up, it would help them tremendously and Last week, it helped them tremendously on Friday as they got the win against Carney, and Carney was the fifth-ranked team in the wild card points. So, uh, these next few weeks for Westside just entirely, and it'll be a big-time thing. I want to mention cross country, cross country, uh, girls cross country to be exact. They pulled out with a Metro tournament championship. Stella Miner and Claire White, uh, congratulations to both of them. They did a great job. They finished 
with a championship and the girls team finished overall as Metro champions. So good job to them and congratulations. And Westside placed third in uh, di in districts for uh, tennis. So a lot of Westside sports so far going around and making um, big achieve achievements so far just in the fall sports. So a lot of good things going right now for Westside as the fall sports season is slowly, unfortunately, wrapping up here as football has three more games now until the playoffs happen. And then volleyball has two more regular season games and then they have the Warrior Invite and then districts and then hopefully state. And then so, yeah, it's a big time time for Westside as fall sports are wrapping up and uh, just wanted to uh, really just come on and talk about it. So that'll be the episode for today. We'll be back probably sometime hopefully this week before. I'm really hoping before the Miller South game on Thursday. It may be even on Thursday morning. So if you're still listening, make sure to tune in on Thursday morning as I'm trying to get a football player or maybe even a volleyball player on the podcast to talk about the rest of the fall season. So thank you for tuning into the episode today. Um, I'm Max Coughlin, like always your host for Warrior Weekly, and we'll be back with this week with another episode.